but I wanted to us to take some time, introduce yourself. There's a mic there, you can pass along. Um, your names, tell us a little bit about what you want us to know about you and I'm just trying to think of where to, where to start. Mm. Um, Therese, Therese Levi is me. Uh, I have been. Oh, is it not? Is that the We'll switch. Okay, Therese Tebow. I have been. Oof. I've only been in, I've only been of actual transition over the last five years, you know, which is an, an, another story in and of itself as to where it, how it came, came to be. Um, I'm here with my, my child. They're unconscious at the moment, but, <laughs> you know, um, with my non-binary child, I might add. Uh, once again, another another story. Uh, I have been in the church for as long as I can recall, and there's just a number of things that we've been we were taught growing up, and things that you know that you were made to understand, or made to believe, or made to accept. You know, and it wasn't until an issue that occurred with me in 2018 after a surgery on my neck where I thought, I thought, and they, they had told me, you know, one morning I might just not wake up. And so I thought it was time to stop just surviving and go ahead and live and be me. And so, see, I'll get, I'll get all teared up. <laughs> I said, if I'm gonna live, I'm gonna live as myself. When I go out, it'll be as me. And not the impression imposed upon me. Hello, everyone. Um, my name, see for me, names are something that embody you at the time that you are. A lot of you, I feel like, knew me as Tay or Tay Lin. That is still me, but I feel like, I would say I'm gender fluid. I feel, I've been doing a lot of self-searching recently, and I've come to the Conclusion for now, because from what I've been, from what I know, that gender is a spectrum. It's always changing. I, I'm gender fluid. He, they, she, whatever you want to use. I, I could care less. <laughs> um, some of you knew me as Tay. Some of you will know me as Costas or Costa, because I do cost a pretty penny. <laughs> but. Like Tyree said, I grew up, and Juan Pablo also, I grew up in a very conservative household. I, it was, I don't know what to say. It, it was an experience. Um, when I came out as trans to my parents, they 
really honestly disowned me, and it was one of the hardest things to do. One of the hardest things to step away from. Well, in some instances, but in some other instances not. But, um, and in terms of, there's something that I wanna say that you two both said that kind of relates. One of them was, and this is a post that I actually saw on Instagram. I was born gay, you were taught religion is something that is really, that once I saw really kind of struck out to me. And I really wanna, and at some point I wanna get that tattooed, is like, I was born who I am. You were taught your wrong view of the world. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's for a couple years down the road. <laughs> well, I'm Costa, he, they, she, whatever you want. So, that's just me. So I'll try to shorten mine to as small as theirs. As you guys can know, no, I can talk. Um, Uncle Franco, can I? <laughs> I can too. All right, we'll talk later. <laughs> All right, so my birth name, um, Tanya, my birth pronouns, she and her. Um, so um, to sum it up, um, growing up, I was taught there was only two genders. Um, male and female. And up until um, December of this past year, um, I still believe that. Um, I had nothing against any other gender or how anybody else, um, you know, saw themselves. Um, I guess I just didn't understand it. You know, um, you know, I was in my 40s. It was just like, okay, you know, you identify, you know, I, I had respect for them. I just, in my brain, I couldn't see um, anything other than what I was taught until my kid. Kelly, who was about to turn 21 years old. Sorry, um, I was away at college and uh, you know, I've raised many other people's kids, but Kelly's mine. I give birth to Kelly. And for almost 21 years, you know, I was proud. I'm still very proud of Kelly. You know, I'm just gonna give a little history. Proud, that was my baby girl. You know, um, in my head, Kelly had all the femininity that my parents said I never had. You know, um, my mom would force me to wear dresses when I was younger. You know, um, my mom would buy me these little purses that I hated, you know, and I would stuff so much junk in them, um, stuff that made no sense. Um, screws and it just random crap in them and I would purposely break them because I just hated them. And then she would be like, I'm gonna buy you one next week. And then I would stuff stuff in my pockets, again, random stuff, and she would get, you know, yell at me. And so at first I wanted to have a little boy. And then when I found out I had a girl, I was, or, you know, pregnant with a girl, I was like, all right, I can give her all that femininity that everybody's trying to enforce on me. 
and you know I would do her hair and pigtails every day for school and the little dresses and you know the the tights with the little ruffles on it and so you know I I felt like I was complete sort of because all that femininity that society and my family and the churches I was brought up in I was giving them something and then here it was December of last year that Kelly sent me an email and said, you know, before I come home, I want you to know that I'm non-binary and, you know, my pronouns going forward are they and them. And I didn't understand any of that, you know, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do some research on it because I want to be the best mom that I can be for you. But then it hit me. I started grieving losing my daughter. And even though I said, Kelly, I love you no matter what, you're my child, I felt like I was losing a daughter. And some people may not understand that because they're like, but that's still your child. But the connection of a daughter was big for me and I cried and I grieved. And I remember Kathy and I you know, took Kelly to a movie um, and I don't even remember what movie it was, but the father sat the daughter down and the daughter was like sad. And he said, tell me what's going on, baby girl. And I just started crying in the middle of the theater. And I didn't want Kelly to see me because, you know, I'm trying to hide that I'm grieving, you know, a daughter when my kid is there because I didn't want my kid to know how much it hurt me. And, you know, it took me a month or two, you know, to get over that grief and realize, you know, it doesn't matter. I still have my kid. But lo and behold, in the process of researching, I found out so much about myself. And I remember telling Juan Pablo, I was like, holy crap. Like, did you know how many genders there are out there? I was like, and I relate. And so I started researching and I started learning about myself and I started telling Kathy, I'm like, babe, like, I, I relate to this one and this one in this area and this area and that was like in I think January or February and then when I started putting you know together some notes for the panel I was like wait now it says there's like a hundred and two what the like it was just it blew my mind anyways you know so in this process of researching for Kelly you know all these memories of my childhood and my thought process started flooding back, you know? And my mom, when I was five years old, told me, you know, I didn't want a girl when you were born. I wanted a boy. And when the doctor said, you have a beautiful baby girl, I told her, no, put her back. And the doctor said, you wanna hold her? And I said, no, that's a girl. So why would a parent tell their kid that at five years old? Well, you know, my mom's done a lot of stuff, but I remember far back being five, not feeling wanted and loved because of my gender. So, you know, it was just, it was terrible, you know? And then I remember being in second grade, I was like nine years old and well, there's no kids in here, right? You know, and I remember wondering what it would be like to stand up and pee and have a penis, you know, and that, that flush, you know, and I was like, whoa, I questioned my gen my, you know, my identity and my gender, and I never felt right in my body from way back when I was nine. And, you know, those are just a couple of stories. There's a lot more between nine and 43, but I won't go into that, you know, but just so much that I've learned about myself since December up until, you know, this point in my life. And honestly, if it wasn't for Kelly, 
I don't know if I ever would have di started to dissect myself and gone on this journey that I'm on right now. And I am so happy that I've gone on this journey and continue to go on this journey. And I couldn't be happier because I am happier in my skin. I'm happier in this journey that God has started in my life. And I'm so happy to have this community around me that is so accepting. And the relationship that I'm in, every time I'm like, well, maybe I'm happier in this shirt or this pair of socks or this pants. And what do you think about this earring? And she's just like, don't ask me. It's whatever you're comfortable in. I'm going to love you no matter what. And I've never had that. Not from childhood with my family all the way up to relationship, friendships. And so to have that, not just in my community, but in, you know, my, my love life, like, it's amazing. We have a lot of preachers in here. <laughs> um, I gave you, uh, like, a Bible verse to kind of choose from. Can you read yours and tell us what you think, what it meant for you? Just a second here. Let me get to it. It's always, I also find interesting that when someone starts, is about to start to cry, that we suppress it because that's a feminine trait and we suppress feminine traits. So you suppress it too. Yeah. Like, you're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to cry in public. Yeah, like a moment ago. Yes. Suppress it because it might not stop. Oh, <laughs> exactly. You can't get your point across. Uh, I picked, I picked um, Psalm, the one thirty-one and two. But for context, let me do the whole. The whole there's only three verses, so I'm saying, Lord, I have given up my pride and turned away from my arrogance. I am not concerned with great matters or with subjects too difficult for me. Instead, I am content and at peace as a child lies quietly in his mother's arms. So my heart is quiet within me. Israel trusts in the Lord now and forever. The one thing that, the thing that came out in my, in my meditations and as far as in a reviewing and reflection in regards to that, was looking at the, the fact, the pride, pride in the sense of arrogance. This is the, the sense of overvaluing and someone overvaluing themselves and undervaluing another. What we have here is we have a system that became, it was, it was male dominated. Therefore, anyone who wasn't male was considered less than. In doing that, they presented themselves and put themselves on the pedestal while everybody else was there to serve them. Everyone else was there for their enjoyment or for their service or what have you, but everyone else was, as we said earlier, othered. Let's consider this. What if it had been a female-dominated society? Or an LGBTQ-dominated society? Where would we be right now if the mindset was to include everybody and for everybody to be blessed just as one, the same to another? 
I thought about that. And I thought about how, if you look at it, a lot of, a lot of these other, you know, I'll say denominations, I won't even think anybody in particular, but the denominations that have been established, if you look at it, a lot of them don't want to give something of themselves. Because if they give something of themselves to somebody else, then they've lessened what they have. And if at whatever point you become equal with them, they can no longer claim dominance. So I, I put it down as said the, the pride, is it makes you concerned with what everybody else is doing and always hungering for more attention and, and um, adoration. You know, you've got th those people that, the arrogant side of pride, where they put themselves on the field and they're always wanting more and not wanting you to obtain or receive or share. Humility puts others first and then allows us to be content with God's leading of where it is we should be going. And then you get to contentment. That gives us the security so that we don't have to prove ourselves to anybody. Keeping in mind, who are they to be equal to? They should be trying, <laughs> they should be trying to be like us. <laughs> When you can love unconditionally and share that with everybody and not feel lessened by what you express, that is what we see in Jesus. Jesus said, love everyone. He didn't say love them if they dress like you. He didn't say love them if they work like you. He didn't say love them if they walk like you. He said love everyone. And they will know you're my disciples by your love. <sighs>